Number one is that I, I developed a way better relationship with my teenage son. So I have a, a 15 year old son that is full of piss and vinegar right now. My other son never really talked to me that much, but he could see all these interactions. And then one day he just shows up in the gym with me in the morning. Hey, uh, uh, these are the workouts we're doing for football. I could probably do them here. Well, yes. Yeah, so, well, so, so how do I? So how do I do what you're doing? So what do you mean? He's like, well, I want, I want to get, I want to get shredded. I want to get ripped. And I was like, all right. Well, starts by you got to be up at five every morning because you got to be, you know, you got stuff at seven o'clock and then you got school. And so, I mean, if you want to do this, you got to be up at five. And this kid has never gotten up early in his freaking life. And from that day forward, he was up every single day for the rest of the school year at 5 a.m. Welcome to the Superhuman Fathers Transformation Podcast. If you're listening to this, you're about to witness some of the most incredible transformations that have ever happened on the planet. And just by listening to this, you will be inspired to have your own transformation. If you're listening to this for the first time or you're one of the brothers in the brotherhood, Go leave a review on the podcast and let the brother or member know how amazing they did and how incredible their transformation was. I'm Kyle Carnahan, founder of Superhuman Fathers, and not only am I going to change your life, I'm going to get you ripped as fuck. I'm so grateful to you guys, man. How fun. How fun to bring the energy right now and kind of just uh, celebrate a massive transformation we had a little while back and just somebody who's been a big support to the movement and uh and just an overall inspiring savage God among men. Understand, understand like he was a huge part in my transformation and just since since i i start like i ran 50 miles because of because of riley <laughs> Like he made me, he, he proved to me that I could do it. He just gave me, he gave, he just, I don't know. He just a green light. He man. let me know I could do it. And so I did it, bro. So yeah, this is, I don't know. This is a very special, it's very special. If you guys don't know Riley Edwards, he's, he's an OG in, in the SHF program. And he's just overall one of the most, I honestly, I call him truth. That's what I call him because he's one of the most honest, hardworking, giving, um, just genuine humans. He will not lie to you. He will not lie to you. One of my favorite stories about Riley, guys, this is great, okay? And, it, you know, so I, I had one day where we're supposed to run, okay? I failed him. We're supposed to run together, okay? He's a runner. And uh, I had this one day during the program, I don't know, it's about 80 days in, and and we were supposed to meet up in the morning the next day. And the night before, my, my dog died. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, hey, bro, like, my dog died. Like, I, 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 can't, I can't make it. And he's like, you said you'd make it. He goes, I hate dogs. <laughs> no, don't you, we have a, a special relationship. Don't, you know, he ain't, it was not uh, malicious. But this is what oh, I'm I said. About. What I said is, I feel nothing because I hate dogs. Yeah, so yeah, something like yeah. that. I don't know, but yeah, it was, it was. I just, I truly care about this man, and um, I, I kind of just, Riley. I want to start out. Just maybe give us a little background of, of who you are, maybe, and uh, why you even started the SHF program. Maybe we'll start there. Cool. Well, my name is Riley Edwards. Uh, I'm Canadian. I was born in Canada, lived in Canada for my whole uh, youth. And then as an adult, moved to the States and then uh, became a dual citizen. And so that's how I got down here. I started a company in San Diego and I got to meet the Carnahan boy. I think I ran into them at church or something is how I first met them. And then, um, and then we just, kind of stayed friends through through the years maybe acquaintances even just touching base here and there and uh, we have a lot of similar interests and anyway that's 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 me i come from a family of uh 
four boys. I got three brothers, no sisters. And um, yeah, I just a regular dude from a small town in Canada. So um, that's, that's who I am. I'm a pretty normal person. Like I probably, you know, like I always tell people this, that, that you probably couldn't find anybody more normal than me. I'm like a six out of 10 on the look scale. I'm a hard seven if I like really get ready, you know, do my stuff up. And there's really nothing that's that exceptional about me as a person. I'm a pretty normal dude. But uh, probably the biggest differentiator between me and other people is I hang on doggedly to my commitments. I just like where other people quit. I just am one of them. I'm like that little freaking chihuahua that bites at your ankles relentlessly and uh, annoys the hell out of you until you quit. And that's basically how I've been my whole life is just a normal dude that sticks pretty hard to things that he wants to do. So anyway, that's, that's me. So if you want to know how I got into superhuman fathers, honestly, I just had, uh, I started, like I own a business and, and I, I've had a fair amount of success in my business, which I've been fortunate to have. And uh, I was one day thinking about um, Kyle and, Kyle had been, you know, doing a lot of social media stuff and like getting his thing off the ground. And I just felt like I needed to be a part of it in some way, shape or form. So I called him up and we met up for lunch and, you know, we were talking about all sorts of different things or possibilities. And then he was like looking at me really weird, like staring at me, like really weird, you know, and I like kind of laughed and he's like, what? And I was like, well, what, what are you thinking right now, Kyle? And he's like, and we had been talking about a whole bunch of other stuff. And he's like, oh, I just can't stop thinking about the, the fact that you should be 150 pounds and, and fucking yoked. And, I, you know, like I'm looking around, he dro- like drops an F, I'm in the restaurant. Uh, and and uh, I just start laughing and he doesn't laugh back. Uh, and he's like, what? And I was like, well, it's pretty funny. And he's like, I- I'm not joking, man. You should be 150, 155 pounds. And f and yoked you know and so like when he said that to me i was like all right i can i can dig that let's do it and i was just he's i was like what does it what does it cost to do this he's like well i mean if you're gonna invest in superhuman fathers or, or we're gonna do something together we can work out a deal and i was like bro i just want full boat full boat me you know let's do this thing i want to know how it works all and i want and i want to work with you i want to work with you doing this before we do anything else and so he said, all right, it's on. And then like three days later, I showed up with cash at his house, gave it to Whitney. And then he sent me a meal plan and workouts. And like 80 days later, I was fucking yoked. So I got to throw it out there. My laugh. Uh, you got, yeah, so that's right. Anyway, but like, that's really, that's really the short story. And I like, sorry if the kids are in the car. My, I shouldn't be dropping F-bombs, but what, whatever. Like that, I'm just telling the story, right? So hey, I think at this point, everybody knows what's coming on these Zooms. So they got to yeah. get their kids earplugs. So be Yeah, it. so, so uh, yeah. Well, and, and I like, I'm happy to give that role to somebody else. But like, that's really how it went down. So, so yeah, I like it totally. I, and I think probably to date, I, 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 I was probably one of the faster transformations. Right, Kyle? 100 percent yeah okay for sure so, man for so, sure so the, re- the reason i bring that up is like i think i think that i had a good uh a good strategy for that and and so i have a couple of tidbits that might be able to help you is like what i tried to do is I, I i'm like a pretty busy guy and so i have to like maximize times where i can work out and i just made a commitment to myself when i started doing it that anytime I was sitting or watching a sporting event, I was going to be exercising, right? So like anytime I watched TV, anytime I was watching a baseball game or any uh, college football or anything like that, it was I'm doing air squats or I'm on the bike, riding the bike, right? And so I was getting, I was getting a bonus burn every day in addition to lifting. And so, um, you know, and so like a lot of people look at that and they're like, oh man, how did you do that so fast? And it's like, 
I was pretty relentless and, and I was working out and doing a lot of things beforehand. Right. And the reason I, and so like my transformation is probably not going to be the same as everybody else's depending on what you're doing. But I was, I, I had a dad bod, but I was running ultra marathons and, and do all kinds of stuff. Cause I'm a pretty active guy, but like, I did not have my diet under control. I just ate whatever the hell I wanted to and paid no attention to it. And, and that was like real, the real differentiator for me was what was going on in the kitchen and then having like a concerted effort to lift and then have some cardio burns like every single day. So if you guys are doing this and you like really, really want to do it fast, you got to find some ways to like, uh, you, you, you got to find some ways to get some catalyst to fat burn and like that's just, instead of sitting, you always got to be moving and doing something. And that's one of the things that I think it did really good. Awesome. That's actually huge. I, I love that. The bonus burns, the term bonus burn actually came from Riley, believe it or not. So <laughs> thank you, Riley. Oh, you, you're welcome you, for that. You changed my life with the bonus burn. It's how I'm a yeah. bonus burn right now. Let's go. Okay. Not a very tough, not a very tough crowd then. But yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Um, so you, you, you've been in the program. I mean, it's been a while now. Six, yeah, six you've, months. You've experienced these physical, yeah. Um, you've experienced these physical transformations, but how's, what are the things have you gotten out of the program or how's, how's it affected your life since you started? Maybe if you break some things down. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there were a couple of things going on in my life that, that, um, are, are things that have drastically improved since I started doing the program. Number one is that I, uh, I developed a way better relationship with my teenage son. So I have a, a 15 year old son that, um, you know, he's full of piss and vinegar right now. He's high functioning autistic. And so he spent a lot of his life, uh, not understanding how to navigate, um, social situations. Uh, he got, he, he went through puberty really young. And so he got terrible acne. Like I'm talking like crazy acne at 12 years old. And, uh, I think the last like four years have been really freaking hard for him. You know, he got, uh, you know, people would make comments to him all the time. He already had no idea how to navigate the social uh, landscape and in, in school and, um, you know, cousins even like that hadn't seen him for six months or like the first thing they say when he walks in the room, what happened to your face? I mean, like it was, it was really, really bad. And, um, and he turned into a real asshole as a result. You know, he was a, he was a dick. He was terrible to his siblings. He was terrible to, uh, his mom. And like, I grew up in an old school home where it was like, okay, well, uh, if you want to be like that, then, uh, the alpha male is going to assert his dominance and you will either, you know, like understand that I'm in charge or I'll, I'll like physically let you know that I'm in charge. And there were a couple of times in the last couple of years where we like, literally he's, you know, he's six one, he's like way bigger than me. But, um, and there's a couple of times where we've, we've gone to blows really. Like I've had to slap him around a little bit because he was just such a dick. And, and one of the things that I couldn't deal with is I was just so embarrassed of his behavior, you know, and it, and, and his behavior became a reflection of me and we had no connection. And my wife was very worried about the fact that we were going to lose him to, you know, some, some bad uh, influence and bad stuff because he had no connection to his dad, you know? And, uh, and what happened is he went into high school about the time that I started doing this. And he decided that if he needed to gain some social credibility, like he's smart, right? Just not very capable socially and and all of a sudden he comes home he's never played a sport before in his life and he joins the football team right and i'm thinking okay well he's big and i'm glad he wants to play a sport instead of play a damn video game or things like that 
And, um, and so what happened, you know, going forward was that like all of a sudden he was asking me cause he knew I did sports and we started engaging a little bit, but what really made the difference is I started getting shredded. And I think his main interest in doing football was to get some social credibility with girls. And so every, every morning he sees I'm up at four o'clock and I'm lifting and like, I had a really, really fast transformation. So I think that was a real blessing for, for me in regards to my son, because like he saw the results like immediately. And like, I would, I would come out of the shower. We'd, we'd be swimming in the pool and he would just like, my younger sons would be like, dad, you're, you're ripped. And like my seven-year-old's like, can, can you make your pecs dance? Can you do the the boob dance dad you can really do that for real you know they like see it on wwf and then all of a sudden their dad can do it and they're like thrilled but like my other son never really talked to me that much but he could see all these interactions and then one day he just shows up in the gym with me in the morning hey uh uh, these are the workouts we're doing for football i could probably do them here well yeah so what so so how do i so how do i do what you're doing so what do you mean? He's like, well, I want to, I want to get, I want to get shredded. I want to get ripped. And I was like, all right, well, starts by, you got to be up at five every morning. Cause you got to be, you know, you got stuff at seven o'clock and then you got school. And so, I mean, if you want to do this, you got to be up at five. And this kid has never gotten up early in his freaking life. And from that day forward, he was up every single day for the rest of the school year at 5 a.m. And I would get up at four. I would do a bunch of my cardio stuff at four, ride the bike for a half hour, do some stretching so that I was ready to go when he'd be out of bed at five and I could still get all my stuff done. And uh, it totally changed our relationship. You know, like over the last seven months, him and I have become super good friends. Um, We still, you know, like butt heads and, and, but, but I can tell now that I have his respect, you know, and he needed somebody to like lead the way on that. And, and this is, you know, like all these things I think happened for a reason. And I, you know, I had been really, really um, pretty distraught about like how I was going to connect with my son because he, he needs a father figure. And, he just, he didn't respect me. And the reason he didn't respect me is because he was mad at the world. And then I was responding to that by how it made me feel that he would act like an asshole. And I like, it made it about me. Right. And so I'm lashing out at him because I'm embarrassed of his behavior instead of like really trying to understand and then help him to know that he can change it. And and doing this program opened me up to those possibilities because it just, it teaches you to slow down, to simplify your life. Cause you can't do all the things that you used to do. If you want to interject two hours of gym time into your day, right? Like, I mean, you can get up earlier, but then you're still playing catch up, right? Cause like there's so much to do in the freaking day. And, um, and it just like opened this window of possibility for me to connect with him and not lose my, my son to places that would give him acceptance much easier and much readily or more, much more readily with like zero standards. And, and so what it, what it taught me is I, I need to, I need to forget about myself. And I need to do these things, not because I want to look better or because I'm unhappy with the way that I feel or anything like that. But it's like, there are real people with real problems that are close to me that are waiting for somebody to show them like a glimmer of hope. And like somebody who can, who can be the cliff, man, when the, when the waves are crashing against it, it's like, the waves crash and then recede, man. And the, and the cliff like just remains, it stays there and stands firm, you know? And it's like, somebody needs to be the cliff in our family. Cause there's a lot of waves that are coming through in these kids' lives, you know? And um, yeah, man, like 
like there, I've had some pretty deep religious experiences with, uh, with my family members and with, uh, you know, Kyle's Kyle, have you, you guys haven't heard Kyle's song, uh, rocks a brick stone what, what i don't know what it's called kyle but you have to refresh our memory memories but like like dude i i really have um embraced that idea and i do like i don't like this but i probably i've played golf once or well, probably twice in the last six months and the reason is is i had to make a decision that like you know, what my family needs and wants to do comes first. And there just hasn't been time enough to do those things. And so, but they, like they, I'm the only person that can do it. I'm, I'm their only dad. And I'm the only person that has the strength and the experience and the wisdom and the shoulders to, to carry that burden right now in my family. And so, um, you know, it's helped me to simplify my life for sure. Incredible. Right, that was that was really powerful, man. I, um, it's so exciting, gets me emotional that, like, you can improve that quickly with someone that you're leading, like your your kid. And I kind of want to dive a little bit deeper in something you said that was got me thinking. You said something to how you changed in response to your son's actions. Like, what is it about superhuman fathers, or or what happened? What what, what exactly was, was changed in, I guess, in, in how you were responding? Because before you were going to blows or whatever, or very rigid, right? What, well, what, yeah, because I, I, was, I was embarrassed, man. And every time he made any kind of comment or anything like that, I was just so damn mad because it was just completely like, it was just, dude, he was a dick, right? <laughs> and, and, and so my first reaction was to be embarrassed and like to, to demand that he freaking change his behavior. And, and it was just, it was just totally reactionary. Right. Yeah, dude. It was I not, it was not stoic at all. And it's like, that's yes. what we do. That's what we do with, with food. Right. Oh, we have a bad day. And it's like, I deserve this. Like, I hate this whole deserve culture like the word deserve should go out of everybody's mouth you don't deserve anything everything in this life is earned you don't deserve anything right and so you deserve it uh people like say all the time you deserve this it's like no you either get it or you don't and it's a direct result of how you choose to act period right you know? can i say something about that something that yeah. comes to mind is he was your threshold, your discomfort threshold with his behavior was very short. It was, yeah. it was weak at the time. And so he busts, you, you blow through it, and then your actions were dictated by your emotions. And yeah. in this program, something grew that muscle. So well, no matter uh, what dude, he threw at you, you know, uh, no just, matter what yeah. he threw at you, the threshold was never touched anymore. Well, so you uh, can think the- logically. Yeah, well, and, and I, I'm not saying duh because I think what you're saying is stupid. I'm, I'm saying like, yeah, like for me, like, like duh. So if I can make myself get up and work out every day and then get a bonus burn in every day, it's like my capacity to do things increases. Let's go. Right? And I, I prove to myself that I'm not a bitch. And if I prove to myself that I'm not a bitch, then I don't act like a bitch. Oh, and like totally so good totally in that situation it was like it was like i like i was so embarrassed and i and and i was coming from a a genuine place like i feared what he was going to become if he continued down that path but i also feared what it would represent about me and so it was like okay like that's kind of bitch behavior so i'm going to make him my bitch so i don't have to face the fact that maybe i'm being a bitch about this right it's like so powerful what would a real man do in that situation? A real man in that situation would absorb it. And he would say, man, I can understand why you're angry. I'd be pissed at you too. You know, people haven't been nice. People haven't, and, and people haven't been kind to you. And like, you know, it's probably not fair. So like, what can we learn from this? That life isn't fair. And the only thing that you can do 
when people are doing that kind of stuff or, or the brakes are beating you or you don't feel like you're getting a fair shake is go to work and earn whatever it is you think you deserve. Dude, that's so right? powerful, Riley. And like that threshold, when it was broken, it was, you, you think selfishly. When the threshold breaks, you think selfishly. And so you can't yeah. empathize. There's zero empathy because you can't. If you're totally worried about yourself because the anxiety, the pain, the embarrassment. But dude, when you increase that threshold, all of a sudden that magic, dude, what you just said was so powerful. You looked at him and you said, man, if I was in your situation, I might feel the same way. And yeah. so the concept of you, you gain empathy through, look at, they just said it. You gain empathy. Yes, bro. You gain empathy through the suffering and it, it, it empowers everyone around you because you can be, you can see everything hurt people, hurt people. Like Kyle said the other day. And so all you got to do is release them from the bear trap. He snagged in. And the only way you can do that is level yourself up. So you're strong enough to freaking rip it apart, man. You have yeah, to well, the bear trap, bro. You can't well, so, go. And, right? and I'm going to so, start, I'm start I, crying. I, you better it's, go. It's, it's just, and, and you become more dependable, right? And so like, what is a dependable person? What does a dependable human being do in that situation? A dependable human being is somebody who you can rely on to act in a certain way, regardless of what the circumstances are. So all of a sudden I become more dependable. So my reaction to those things is going to be stoic. It's going to be calm, right? Because it doesn't, it doesn't matter what's going on here. The turmoil doesn't matter because I already know what we need to do to work through it. And I already know that I'm capable of working through it. So I don't have to panic and I don't have to live in a, in a space where I have fear because it, it, it just doesn't matter whatever it is. Like the obstacle is the way, right? And so like whatever the obstacle is, I know that if I simplify my life, that I have consistent effort that I apply to it, that I'm going to be better on the other side. And that's that. It's period. That's it. It's the compass, the, the fear, the anxiety about the obstacles, the compass, whatever, yeah, you know. I <laughs> and action is the antidote, right? I'm going to get busy problem solving instead of like lashing out or being embarrassed or, or whatever. Right. And like, that's the same thing that I did with the workouts is like, I didn't feel like getting up every day. I didn't feel like working out every day. And I kind of like working out. Like it got tiresome after a while. And, but like, it was, it just wasn't an, an op. Like I had already decided what I was going to do. And so like, it doesn't matter how I feel, it matters how I act. And so I, it was just action, action is the antidote, right? Like, so I always tell like all these, all these kids that I work with that are younger kids, oh, I'm so anxious. Oh, I got all this stress. I got all this anxiety. Like anxiety is the buzzword of our freaking, like at the times right now, the, the, the 2020s are like the anxiety century, right? It's like, like the 2000s and, and and the reason is is like life is getting easier so you'd think that when life is harder that people would get more anxious and it's the exact opposite because when life is easy and soft right anytime a challenge comes your way it seems overwhelming it seems like crazy and these guys yes. that used to, these guys that used to go out and freaking hunt in order to eat are like Oh, uh, uh, you got a blister. Oh, well, that's, that's no problem. Like, like you should probably worry about what you're going to eat tonight. Right. Like I I've, I've gone like 14 days without food and, and like figured out a way to get food. And like, you're bitching about the fact that your car just broke down. Right. Like, it's just like the, the struggle is actually like necessary. And so that's why you find a lot of guys in this group, especially guys that you start to learn about and respect is because you're feeling unfulfilled because you have no purpose and your life is pretty damn easy. It consists of sitting on the couch, watching sports, eating whatever you want, and then bitching about how your wife's not that impressed with you. It's, e it's, it's easy. Okay. Let's go into that. Let's go into that. Why not? Because I know you got a little bit of a story here, possibly. Um, <laughs> if you want to go into it, 
Like, how did this affect your relationship with your wife? Give me like maybe two big bullet points. Do you think that uh, in your marriage, how this helped? Well, I did like, I didn't think that this would be something that would happen. Cause my wife is like, she's, she's not somebody that's very like visual or anything like that, but I have a lot more sex now. <laughs> so awesome. dude! Let's go. Woo! A, a, a lot more. Like, in fact, I don't know, for the first time in like 10 years, like last week I had to be like, Hey, I, I, I feel terrible. Right now. It's not, it's I'm not going to happen. Let's go. I feel sick. I feel sick right now. And like, I just want to go to sleep. And like my wife takes those things hard. I've done that one other time in our relationship. And like, she has not let me forget about it. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Don't do that. You have to perform. And, and, and and, like it happened, but like the next day, you know, uh, things, things like some fireworks happen. I said, okay, I guess you're not too mad. And she's like, no, it only took me a day to get over it. And, and I was like, all right, cool. So like that, that, like I definitely, you know, like women may say what they want to say, but we're built a certain way. And like, when they see their man taking care of business and like, they can see the results of that, uh, physically and, and like spiritually and mentally, like that draws them into you. Right. And so my wife definitely respects me more. And, and look, I like guys, I, I feel like I'm a pretty assertive person and like I've had some success and, and like, I, like the one thing I can tell you is that your, your, your significant other would rather have a, a man than a sugar daddy. I can tell you Hell that yeah. right now. Hell and, yeah. Uh, it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter how much money you make if she doesn't respect the man that you are. Define that respect, Riley. What do you mean by respect? Do you think it's, it's, it's dependability, man. Hell yeah. Period. That's the, that's what it comes down to is like, she respects me now because I'm way more dependable. Dude, you'll carry her. bro. And, and I say no to the things that I used to like to do and want to do and push to do in order to fulfill her needs first. Yes. yes. And if there's enough, if there's enough time left for me afterwards, then she's happy to let me go do my thing because I've already taken care of her. And that's what a man does. Right. Like, like we're like, they're, they're, they're castrating us all in, in society, which means like anytime you want to go and take care of business or, or be in charge or do any of that kind of stuff, protect your family. It's, toxic masculinity right but like go ahead and take a dose of that toxic masculinity in any relationship you're with even if you have a, a a woke wife and you watch how she changes to you and it's like yeah they like they like it they like it a lot and <laughs> and uh and there's a reason for that is because it's a, this is the way we we're meant to be is to protect and take care of our people and the minute that we stop doing that because society tells us it's toxic or because we want to, we want people to, to uh, think that we're virtuous without really earning that virtue at all. And just saying the right things. Is it like, like you totally, uh, it, like it totally takes away your masculinity. And then you see around you that like nobody respects you, especially your partner. You know, and so it's like the very things that we think will get us respect are the things that lose us respect in today's kind of standards. And so, like, I just want like, it just comes down to being a dependable human being. That's what dads are supposed to do. And it's time for, you know, us as men to not be suspended in adolescence. Fire. Okay. Here's and, another question. And Ryan, oh, I can going. tell you, I can tell you right now. Ryan Carnahan's biggest problem that he had before doing this is he was suspended in adolescence. 100%. That's so powerful. Child. Uh, Here's another question. He he was a stud, but he was stuck. Oh, no, I was so stuck. I was so depressed. I was broken, man. Broken. This released me, and I'm never – it's only up from here, dude. What is going to happen in 10 years? I don't even, I don't even, well, I, I only care about what I do today, but your example has been 
I love it, dude. I love this message because anybody can do it. Anybody. You can earn it right now. So dude, here's the I'm, question. I'm, Go. I'm, a, I'm a six out of 10 on the look scale. Seven, right? Hard seven. If I get really dressed up, I'm 155 pounds soaking wet with boots on. I'm five, seven and a half. And I tell people that I'm five, eight. I lie. And I tell them that I'm five, eight because I five, seven sounds so bad to me, man. Like <laughs> I, there is nothing exceptional about me. There's so, nothing exceptional about me. I'm a normal dude and below average on height and weight. And right now though, your family, you're, you're like, you're the hero, bro. And that is hey, it right there. My kids like you're, you're 12, you're 12 feet tall, bro. You're a giant. <laughs> Dude, I, I don't need to be a giant. I don't need to be tall. I just need to be dependable, man. That's all I care about. <laughs> yeah, bro. Okay. I have another question for you. I know we're running a little low on time, but this one's a good one. I think if you, and you kind of maybe said at the beginning, but Maybe I'll kind of put it in two things, okay? The first one, if you could tell yourself one thing before you started, like one tip, um, and it could be anything, what would it be? Um, yeah, we'll go with that. Let's just go with that. You know, one thing that you could tell Riley before you started, either about the program or what he needs to know before he goes through it. Uh, well, look, I, I mean – that's a tough question because I, I'll just be honest, dude. I didn't have, I didn't have really any days where I didn't follow the program at, at all. Like I was pretty dang on it and perfect for like 90 days, dude. I, I, I and even since then, like I've maybe, I think I've had two cheat meals in the last six months. You know, uh, and this, that was this that. might be the answer, Riley. You might have already knew it, right? This so, is what you're telling everybody. This is a so, big deal. Expounds. So I I think what I would have said is why did you wait so long? I should have done this 10 years ago. You know, that's what I would say. Like I would why why like I I uh yeah man, I why didn't you do it sooner? Can I add to that? Right. Let's add to that. Yeah. Why? Because there's guys in the program that are in it. Why wait so long to go all in? Oh, well, that's obvious. dude. It's like, because you're not going to get what you want. Like, that's your whole problem, man. The reason that you're here is because you said you want something and you haven't been able to do it on your own. And so it's like, quit, quit. Like, and like every guy wants to pretend that he's a man and that he's dependable and everything like that. But it's like, like, look, if you're not dependable, telling yourself you're dependable, does you no good. In fact, it like, it's, it's damaging to you because you pacify yourself into mediocrity because you talk like as if you're something before you've earned it. Sounds like pizza boy, Ryan. That sounds like, yeah, I'll, I, yeah, I'll be there. I'll or, be there. Or, yeah. or like I yeah, screwed up there. today. I screwed up today, but I'm going to give myself some grace. You don't come here yeah. for grace. I got, I like, you don't come here for grace. Does, is there a principle behind there that is believable and should, should we be willing to forgive and all that kind of stuff? Yes. But you don't come to this. You don't come to this group for grace. You come to this group for accountability and accountability. Isn't like, Oh, you know, I screwed up, but like, Hey, love yourself still. No, it's like this group is about accountability. Hey, I screwed up. I'm sorry I let you down. It's not going to happen again. And then we find out who you really are because if it happens again, we know that we can't trust you. Let's go, dude. And, and so it's like, when you're going to go take that freaking Twinkie or that donut because you're feeling bad about yourself, I hope in the back of your mind, you're thinking, oh shit, the, the moment I take a bite of this, I've just lost everybody's trust. I hope you feel that way. And if you think, oh, well, well, I don't want to live in that kind of world. You're in the wrong place. Hell yeah. Because you don't really want this. You know, like as the kids say, you don't want this smoke. You know, <laughs> not at all. And so like, 
understand the purpose of the group. The purpose of the group is not to make you feel warm and fuzzy about freaking screwing up. And it's okay because you can start again tomorrow. Let your mommy do that. Call her. The purpose of the group is, hey, we're men. And when we go into battle and I'm depending on you to cover me and to have my back, I better be able to depend on you because if I get shot in the back, I'm going to be pissed. Or if all of a sudden I got to fight by myself because you freaking bounce and I'm the only one standing there and I get wrecked as a result, I'm going to be pissed. Right. And like, that's what this group is about is being accountable to each other. And if you don't have some high level of accountability to each other, then, then what are you like? Why are you here? You're just wasting time that you could be spending with your family. You're here because you know it's difficult to do on your own and you want to be around like-minded people. So don't treat this group like it's something that's supposed to, supposed to make you feel good about being soft. You came here because you were soft. So now if you want to be hard, physically, mentally, whatever it is, it's like, like, like one of the best comments on my transformation picture that Kyle um, Kyle, Kyle, uh, put up on his Instagram was there's a guy on there. I don't even know who he is. He said, this guy did work. And, and when I read that, I don't know why, but I, I freaking felt awesome. And, and you want to know what I felt inside? You're damn right. I worked every effing day and I didn't miss a day. And like every bit of that comment, I was able to take in and, and feel proud of myself. Cause I knew it was true. And that guy doesn't know me. He saw the picture, you know, that's it. That's all he saw was the picture, but that guy knows what happened behind the scenes. Even if he doesn't know me, because he knew immediately when he saw that picture, that guy freaking worked. And all that said to me is like, okay, yeah, I, I, the, somebody that knows respects me. I don't need the respect of people that don't know. I want the respect of people that know, you know? And, and so like, for me, that was, a, that was big. And like, I just, I learned to like appreciate that stuff way more. I don't want easy praise or anything like that. I want praise that's, that's real. And I want it from real men that understand how hard it is to be dependable. And I, and, and like, this has given that to me and it may sound like weak that, that I need that, but like, I want to, I want people to respect me too, man. Like I, I, if that's shallow, then, then so be it. But no, like, it's not, it's not Riley, because what is that? What is that? It's not about you. You want that because you lift all the boats. You know, with your tide, the tide you're lifting here, it's inspiration. Yeah. You're finding fulfillment because what did you just say? They, you don't want anybody to take a bullet in the back because of you. And let's take this no back way. to your, let's take this back to your son. He knows you have his back now. He knows that. That's why. He's and right he knows there. that if he knows that if I say something, I'll deliver. Yeah. That's the most important thing is that dad, when dad says something, it's not just words, it's action. I don't, I don't just talk. I do. And that's probably the most valuable thing I can give to my kids. Hell yeah. I love it, Riley. Okay. We have a little bit of time left. Does anybody want to hit Riley with a question? Anybody have a question? Or comment for Riley. Yeah, how long was your transformation? It was really, I think, actually 72 days was the official number. And, uh, yeah, 72 days. You say you're a small guy, but you say you're small, but you look about six foot of me, man. So keep, keep living tall and big, man. Five, five, seven and a half, dude. I can't tell the five, eight lie in this group. I got to be honest. <laughs> nah, I take it, man. I, I appreciate you your testimony, man. What? Yeah, man. I pre- 
appreciate it. I'm about to run with the wife and my son's birthday, so I'll catch him in later. Let's All go, right. Coach. Have fun, you guys. Love you, Coach. Let's go. All right. Hey, hey, anybody else? I, pro I probably should make a comment about that really quick. Is like, look, guys, I, I exercised before, and so, like, you, you may not be ready for an 80-day transformation because you spent – two or three years more than me getting fat. And like, it's gonna, it's like, you have to consider what you've done in the last three, four years. And it's like, this is all earned. Right. And so like, I was already probably at a place where most people are not starting from. So like, if you don't get results in 80 days, it's like, don't get upset. Be honest with yourself about the fact that you created that monster in the first place. And now you're going to have to do all the work to dig yourself out. So it's like, hey, if it takes a little bit longer, who cares? It's not, it's, it's not the destination that's the important thing. It's the process. You don't worry about the scale. You just do everything you're supposed to do every day, and it will work itself out. So, like, don't you dare use me as your damn excuse because I worked my ass off, and, and you freaking sat on the couch for three years eating potato chips. You know, I'm not gonna, I don't want to be your excuse. So just know that everybody's situation is different because everybody's participated in different behaviors over the last five, 10 years. Right. And so like, don't make me your excuse because you're not getting fast enough results. Own up to the fact that you freaking created that. And this is huge, Riley, because you haven't changed since you got shredded, but guess what? Then there was just more mountain to climb. Like yeah. you still hit your macros. You still yep. go to failure. You still get your yep. bonus burns. So like, it doesn't yep. matter where you are in the ladder. It doesn't matter. Yep. Still, still freaking still ripped. And, and, uh, and, and that's like the secondary benefit. I'm just being dependable, man. That's it. And this is one of the benefits. Freaking hey, Riley. Yeah. What, what's, uh, what's one thing you just were not expecting, uh, out of, out of this, I mean, I, I know you're a beast just in the a month or uh, two months, but like going into this, what was an expectation or what, what happened that you weren't anticipating? Uh, that I'd become addicted to diet sodas. That's one of the things like, <laughs> dude, I, I used too. to talk, I used to talk smack on diet sodas Me and like, I, I, I down those like it's my job still you know? I, I had one at 4 30 this morning so I, oh, I got it's you. just nectar of the gods um but i like i guess I, I mean i didn't come in with a lot of i didn't come in with a lot of expectations all i knew was is i knew like the reason i got involved with kyle is i i actually have a real big aversion to the whole coaching uh world and business and i think it most of it's bullshit and um, I'm, I'm not down with people that uh, tell people what to do, but don't do it themselves. And I think that there's a lot of those people out there. And so the reason that I, you know, I felt inclined to reach out to Kyle uh, was because one thing I knew about him is he lived it, you know? And so I don't know that I had any like weird expectations because I had a friend that I just watched freaking every day. He delivered. Anytime I looked at his social media, he was just doing it. He was doing it. And so like for me, I, I didn't, I like I had pretty like fair expectations. And, and so I like, I, I guess one other thing is that um, I, I didn't expect it to be so easy to, um, to eat great food and feel like I was eating awesome food and still stay within my macros and calories. If you figure out that puzzle, which is like, you just figure out some, uh, some better balanced foods, you can eat like a King and like still hit all your macros. And like for you big guys that like are at like 2,200 calories is like, bro, I'm, I'm like eating like a God at 2,200 calories, man. I mean, I got up to the point where I was like, what was I, 550 grams of carbs a day and at like 3,200 calories. And I like couldn't even gain weight. Like I, I was like dying to go back on the cut. And that's where I'm at right now. 
Um, and I'm, I'm down like six, six or seven pounds in the last three weeks. But like, I, I think that, I think that, um, doing the macros is not that difficult once you get some background. So I thought it was gonna be a lot harder in the kitchen, but, um, it's, it, it's not that, that hard once you figure out a couple hacks. And you go all in. You just yeah, like I'm, 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 I'm getting menus online or like I'm, I'm getting recipes online and doing all that kind of stuff is like, like, it's a big investment of time. The other thing that I wasn't expecting is like, like my whole day centered around preparing the right foods. So like, it's, it's a time suck. And so you got to be smart about how you do that too. So like, I, I think like for a while, I just ate the same thing every day, you know, cause I knew where that would put me. And so, um, sometimes you got to do that. And, and some people really hate doing that. Like my wife hates that, but like, if it's going to get me what I need, then I like, I'm okay doing the same thing every day. I got a quick question for you, Riley. Um, sure. So I am a, tr- I am a true five, seven. Uh, okay. Ain't nothing wrong with five, seven now. Um, yeah. So when you were at the bottom of your calories, which is where I am now, what was your go-to like late night? Like I'm fucking starving snack. Pickles, bro. Pickles with salt and pepper on them and then diet sodies. <laughs> all, all day long, man. That's it. Right. Pickles. Yep. All right, I like it. We know Michael, you're killing it right now, dude. We know you're there. He's he's I'm, I'm he's ready. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to be there, but I'm not quite there yet. So we're coming though. Yeah, buddy. Riley, what's uh, what's kind of your daily inspiration that that you kind of draw from to keep you dialed? You know, you mentioned that you go every day, and we could tell that you you push hard every day. But where do you draw kind of that that drive? And not to say that you don't have it in you just inherently, but you know, sometimes I, 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 I don't. I can from- I can t- I can tell you I don't. I don't like 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 every day I get up, it's a struggle between dicking around on my phone and getting started working out. So I have a couple rules for myself that, um, I get like right into stretching right away. And when I stretch, I can, you know, I can have a couple minutes on the phone and, and still get something done. And then as soon as stretching is done, the the phone goes on the counter and, and plays music for my workout. But like, I, I, I can't touch the phone. I can't say that it, I, I follow that like a hundred percent of the time, but I'm probably about 90, you know? And so, um, I just have rules for myself because if I didn't have rules, I can tell you right now, I, I wouldn't work out every day for sure. And so every day is a struggle. Every day, the resistance tries to claim me every, every day. And, um, sometimes I look at my running shoes for 30 minutes before I put them on. And then, uh, you know, like if I'm being honest with you, sometimes um, I pick a person that I don't want to disappoint or someone that I'm competitive with and I tell them to F off and I pretend that they're the, the bar and I just say F you Durf, like one of my buddies name is Durf and I love getting ripped because he's a little chubby and he works out a bunch, but like, and I love sending him pictures. Cause he's always like, what the hell? What the hell? And so like, I'll just like act like Durf is the bar. And then I'm just telling him to F off. And it's like, sometimes dude, I like, sometimes when I really need some motivation, it's like, I go to a dark place, dude. And I like, sometimes I'm beating up a pedophile. Sometimes I'm freaking, uh, you know, sometimes I'm thinking back to something that somebody crossed me on like way way back in the day and it's like oh yeah i'm getting my freaking due now and like sometimes i gotta get dark in order to like motivate myself to get up and do things and like every day it's a struggle but every day when i'm done i feel amazing and riley gets started that's something that i've noticed about him and that he's brought up in past zooms is he gets started somebody told me or told us a while ago is if you wait to feel like it it's never going to happen Oh, so duh. he just he, you know, he just gets started, and once you uh, get started, I, I'm, not, I'm not really feeling it today. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, shoot, dude, you just gave away to anybody that knows that you're a pussy. You know, when <laughs> when that happens, like it's like oh, I'm just not feeling it today. It's like, well, don't freaking hang out with me, please. You know, like avoid that person because I'm going to catch that. You know, that's contagious. And so, yeah, like it's a struggle every day, John. And so the other thing that like the other motivator is I just think about having to face my wife and my kids knowing that I didn't do what I said I was going to do today. That's probably the biggest one. Like I don't want to come home to my wife and recount my day with her and have it be full of failures. Damn. Like yeah, and you know, time away from them. You took time some, away from them yeah. to fail. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes, sometimes that's the only thing that gets me to stand up and just start doing the workout is like, I'm going to look like a loser. And I do not want to be a loser, especially to my wife. Fire. So, awesome. Thanks, man. I don't, I, and, and, but like once, <laughs> once I get started, man, I feel like once I'm like halfway through the workout, I feel like a, I feel amazing. I feel like a stud. I feel like I'm, I'm going to smash things, you know? But I don't feel that way at the beginning of the workout. Like, I don't, I don't go into the gym thinking, oh, I'm going to smash it today. I, I don't, like, maybe, maybe 5% of the time I might feel that way. But it's like like 30 minutes into the workout, then I'm like, okay, like, frick, I'm doing something that most nobody is doing right now. I'm at, I'm at four in the morning, and I got to be to work at seven. And like, I'm going to have a full workout done and read a little bit before I even get to work. And it's like, nobody's doing that, you know? And, and I, and so it just like, it gives me the confidence that I deserve to have success the rest of the day because I'm earning it every day. You know, I'm not, I'm not asking for it. I'm earning it, you know? So. Love it, Riley. Great stuff. Thanks, man. Thank you, Riley. So, so uh, Big takeaways here. Big, big proof of concept. For me, that's the really powerfully emotional part for me because I have these thoughts and feelings and they come out and I write them and I feel them and um, I feel them for myself. And then I, I see a man like Riley finding the same truths and sharing them in a even more clear in a better way than I can. And a couple things that just ring so true to me is like, if you're a dad and you aren't ripped, you're selfish, man. Like you are. You're just selfish. You're like, well, you don't have to be ripped to be a good dad. No, you don't. But to be a, an epic, powerful, admired example to your sons, you do. To plug all the holes. Why are we not being our best, our absolute best in every way for them? Well, I'll be good this way, and I'll be a good dad, and I'll be there for them, and I'll make money for them. But this way, I'm going to uh, – this one's mine. No, just give it all away, man. Give it all to them. All of it. And that's where Riley's at, man. He's giving it all. Yeah, and one doesn't excuse the other. It's like you, it doesn't give you an excuse to not be great in another way. And it like – it doesn't take away from the fact that you can be a caring dad and there's a lot of rip dads that are assholes, right? Yep. It's like, that's not, what we're talking. That's, not, that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is you can do both. Yep. And if you can do, and if you can do both, why not? That's it. That's it. That's very perfectly put. If you can do it all, then why not? Because if we truly love our families and our wives and our kids, then we why do the most. We not? And we need the least. <laughs> Why wouldn't we give them everything? The best product. This is me for you. I am the product. This is my gift to you, my sons, my daughters, my wife. This is what I deliver to you. Riley, thank you. Um, I love you so much. You are an absolute blessing in my life and inspire me to press forward in my hardest darkest days thank well, you feelings the feelings are mutual kyle thanks i know that and that's why this is so powerful because i'd slip my damn throat if i had to for you and i know you'd do the same 
And when you have people like that in your life, my friends, and when you are that person, woo, you want to light your life on fire, go all in, boys. Happens quick. Happens quick. Flip the switch and follow through. Watch. Hey, guys. Also, the thing is, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening to me. I'm Like I said, I'm just a normal guy, just like all you guys. So if I can do it, there's like no doubt in my mind that you can do it. It just comes down to behavior. So I got to jump off this because I got uh, some work to finish up. But uh, I appreciate you coming on to listen to me because it's it's, it's humbling to know that um, somewhere out there, if, like if there's just one person that like something we said can spark you to give a little extra and, and to not give up and to and to like keep yourself more accountable, then um, what a blessing it is to, to to help people if we can help them. So. Anyway, thank you. Awesome, guys. That's it. You guys kill it. Take hey, some of that with it. you. You can Thanks, do it. Riley. Riley, thank you, man. I hope you enjoyed this transformation from Superhuman Fathers. And one thing I want you to know is that anyone can do this. Yes, even you. Go to superhumanfathers.com and apply for the brotherhood right now. Next time on Superhuman Fathers Transformation Podcast before starting this program, like I hadn't gone a day without smoking weed for probably like a year and a half, at least breaking the weed habit was like a big thing for me. That was, it was definitely really hard. And I think that the way that I overcame that was like being more public about it in the group and sharing it with others. And I had like Mikey B that was there to keep me accountable. You that were there to keep me accountable. And as soon as I like actually said it to like you and Kyle and put it out there, then I'm like, all right, I got to freaking follow through with this because they're going to ask me about it. And I don't want to be like, you know, oh, I gave right back into it. So I think definitely having the accountability of the brothers in the group was a big way that helped me kind of overcome that. 